You're in a Fenestration Conversation, where Canada's window and door industry talks about the things that matter to our businesses. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi, and welcome to Fenestration Conversations. Today I spoke with Dr. Thomas Troger of Rayhow Americas. Uh, Dr. Troger has just taken over as uh, CEO of the uh, North and South America for Rayhow. Um, I thought as uh, in his new position as uh, at the top of one of uh, really the world's biggest uh, window systems extruders, uh, he would be in a, a very good position to give us a look at the industry, um, where things are going, what they see going forward, uh, prospects for uh, inflation, prospects for product development, um, energy efficiency uh, regulations, how they're going to impact the market and Rayhouse approach. Um, also, uh, some discussion of uh, COVID supply chain challenges and uh, how they've coped with that and what they're seeing there. Uh, overall, a, a very great uh, 30,000 foot view of uh, the window and door industry in uh, Canada and North America. So please enjoy my conversation with Dr. Thomas Troger of Rayhow. All right, I'm here with Dr. Tom Troger from Rayhow. How are you, Tom? Uh, doing great, Patrick. Pleasure yeah. to meet you. Yes, thank, thank, thanks so much for joining us. You know, I, I, we made the connection, uh, I think, uh, out of the, the announcement of, uh, of you taking over as CEO of Rayhow Americas at the start of this year. Um, and, uh, you know, I just saw a great opportunity there to, uh, you know, get, get the big view of the market, uh, plans for Canada, that kind of thing uh, from you at this time. And, uh, and, you know, just generally talk to somebody who's in one of the, you know, really biggest uh, window and door systems manufacturers in the world and, uh, and, and just see what your perspective was going to be. So why don't you start off with a little introduction of, of yourself and your background and, uh, and uh, what you're involved with at Rayhow right now. Yeah, very good. So thank you, Patrick, for the opportunity here to join you here today. So myself, I've been originally born in Germany. You can hear that from my accent. Came to the US almost 20 years ago. Have been now with Rayhow for 15 years in various divisions. And then for the last two years, I'm directly involved in the window business here in the Americas for Rayhow. Um, maybe two words to Rayhow because some of the customers or listeners might not know Rayhow, but Rayhow itself is Privately owned company, um, was founded about seven years ago in Germany. Actually, the name Rehau is a small German town in Upper Franconia. That's where the name was derived from. And Rehau has grown um, with a core um, business in extrusion over the years. We have four key uh, businesses on the extrusion side. Um, two of them on the industrial end that focus on refrigeration gaskets and furniture products, um, supplying the millwork industry. And then two divisions that focus on uh, construction products, one on the PEX tubing side, heating and plumbing flow heating systems. And then the second division is what we talk about today, windows. And we have been in the window business for almost 50 years at Rayhau. And as you mentioned before, um, in Europe, a very well-known name, household name, essentially, if you ask someone on the street in Germany, they would have heard Rayhau and most likely know Rayhau windows. Um, unfortunately, we are not in the same position yet here in the North American market specifically. And coming out of those four core divisions, Rayhau has essentially expanded in three other areas as well over the years. One is injection molding, which is the complete automotive side of Rayhau. And then we have a medical arm as well. And essentially, um, everything is encapsulated via 
um, a raw material trading company that we just added to the group in the last three years. So Rayao itself, a very diversified company, um, a lot of different types of businesses, a lot of know-how and innovation going on, especially when it comes to materials and processing. And of course, that also is part of the window business as well and part of what we offer to our customers. Great. So what, um, it, it sounds like, it sounds like there's been, um, the, 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 there's a diverse company there, but if we focus down on the, on the, on the window and door business, which is definitely going to be of the most interest here, g give me an idea of the structure of the, of the company in North America. Um, um, what's the, uh, what's, what's the distribution model? What's the, uh, what sort of, what's the, what's the plan for going to market in North America? Yeah, I mean, the one thing that most or some customers might have heard is we transferred our plant from Winnipeg in Canada three years ago to Mexico. So that was for us a big investment and clearly a decision that was made looking towards the future. Um, we are up and running fully now in our Mexican facility and we are supplying um, the North American market out of that Mexico plant. And we have, when it comes to the product portfolio itself, because you ask about the distribution, when you look at our product portfolio, we can supply today from a, a simple single hung system up to a very complex um, tilt and turn casement system, a very wide range of performance-based windows. And when it comes to the distribution and the target market, we are clearly on the performance side of the window spectrum. And that's also where we have focused over the last years we are interested or we have focused on commercial business. We are focused on remodeling business. We have not been as active in a tract home building market on the residential side in the past. And that was um, on purpose because we um, have a team that's very strong and on technical side and we can support technical and complex projects. And this is really where the strength is also in our portfolio. And that was the key for us to, to drive that business. Um, moving forward, as our facility in Mexico is now growing, um, we are adding lines to the facility and as well and investing. The clear goal for us is as well to re-enter here on the residential side, the market and to provide um, two additional fabricators, our services and our product portfolio. Awesome, yeah. And, and you know, we're definitely gonna get more into some of the performance aspects and some of the specific targeting of your, of your product in a minute here. Um, first of all, I, I want to do uh, just a, a address your new challenge uh, a little bit. Um, you're, uh, you took over as, uh, as CEO uh, at the start of this year. What, what's, what, what's sort of topping your list as far as th things you want to accomplish uh, for, uh, for Rahel uh, in, uh, in North America? A good question. So I've been with the company for 15 years in various divisions. So I've seen um, many aspects of the business itself and I've seen the opportunities and I've seen the challenges as well. Um, I'm always comparing us a bit here in the Americas market, specifically North America to Europe. In Europe, Rehau is a very, very strong player with wide branding recognition and a good market share, especially in the window business, top three. Mm -hmm. And we have not been there in North America over the last 30 years. There's reasons for it. But clearly my challenge and my goal is to catch up to the competition in that specific market here in Windows. And that's why I mentioned we have invested a significant amount of money into the window business here in the Americas over the last few years. And we're also building a new plan in South America at this point. And we will, um, well, my focus is to catch up, fill in the product lines that we are missing today and make us more attractive also in the residential markets. And of course, build out and provide additional service on the performance window side as well. 
Okay, so yeah, exactly. And I guess the question becomes, what is it that Rehau is seeing in North America that makes it an attractive market for you guys? I mean, obviously it's huge, but I'd, uh, you know, any, anyone who aspires to be international has got to look at North America. But, uh, but uh, what, what, is it, what is it here? What are the, what are the challenges and opportunities you're seeing uh, in, in the Americas that, that make Rehau want to, want to try to uh, push in this area? Yeah, I mean, the big opportunity, and you mentioned it briefly as well, is essentially there's a move towards performance products in North America as well. We can see that um, energy standards are becoming more stringent. So it plays certainly to our strength of having a performance product portfolio. And then for us, it's, it's a matter of, um, let's put it this way, expanding into um, a market that from a product portfolio setup and from what we can do very well with um, providing the service, providing the, the technical know-how to our fabricators is something that we should have frankly done over the last 20 years, but we were not on a competitive level coming out of Canada to compete mm -hmm. with the existing players. And it's a big market. However, it's a very crowded market as well. And we have seen over the last few years, pre-COVID, there's quite a bit of overcapacity in the market as well. So we have watched this very carefully and when it's the right timing to readdress that market moving forward, because with a lot of overcapacity, it didn't make much sense. Um, but we feel that at this point in time, it does make sense um, to readdress this market, hence also the investments. And we are competing with many of the players in the European market quite successfully. So from our perspective, it makes sense um, to now readdress also the North American market in conjunction with the performance portfolio that we have today and the, um, let's call it the, the energy efficiency standards as we can see them now also in Canada specifically becoming more stringent until 2030. So these are all very good platform pieces that are helping us or will help us in order to re-enter and to gain market share. That's really, that's really, um, it's been, it's been both, if I, in my interpretation, it's been both the barrier uh, in the past to, to some of the big European ma uh, manufacturers like Ray Howe as, as well as you guys. And now it's presenting the opportunity, isn't it? Because because the performance standards were always higher in, in Europe uh, uh, out of a, well, actually I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on why that's been. Um, and, uh, and, then, uh, and, and then now as North America moves in that direction, it's opening, it's opening the door for some of these products, right? Yeah, I mean, the energy standards in Europe are more stringent because energy is just much more expensive than it is over here. Right. And that's, of course, the beginning or the need in order to provide a more energy friendly window or a more energy friendly construction from the get go. And as this trend is also coming over here and we can see this year after year, the standards are becoming tighter. It's becoming a topic here as well. Although I do believe that there will be a difference between northern climate regions and clearly southern regions here, for example, in the US, um, where you simply don't have to have the same performance window in your house. So there will always be segmentations in the market moving forward as well. Yeah, although we're seeing it even in uh, even in Canada, there's been increasing talk about the uh, the air conditioning loads in uh, in the in the summer. But you know. People didn't used to have air conditioning here at all. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, no one, no one had air conditioning, um, and 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 now it's common, and and they're running heavily all summer, and so so there are. The, 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 it seems like it seems like on both sides you can you can have some opportunities with uh, with a high performing window product, mm -hmm. uh, although it gets hard to build one window that'll help you both with the cooling and the heating. 
Um, but that's the, the, those are those are those are the interesting challenges for you guys. Um, the uh, you mentioned you mentioned your uh, there's more interest in the on the renovation side of the market, less on the tract housing new build. Um, is uh, is that something that's going to uh, uh, stay the same, or are you trying to uh, move into a, a volume product as well? Um, like I said, that was on purpose done this way in the past, as there was overcapacity in the market and significant price pressure on the tract home market. Um, this is something, as I mentioned earlier on, we will, with the right partners and with the right product, re-enter that market as well. Um, but the intention is certainly not to compete here on a broad scale with the current providers um, on volume in the tract home market for Reho. Yeah, and you guys have a strategy of, of pretty close engagement with your, um, with your fabricators and your dealers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, and that's something that possibly doesn't always translate well over into mass, uh, uh, mass distribution. Um, it, it tell, me, tell me a bit about that strategy. I, 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 my, my sense has always been from Reho that you guys put a special focus on that work. And that's absolutely true. I mean, many of our fabricators have been with us for a long period of time, and they have been doing that, not because we were the cheapest provider in the market, but essentially because the package was right. And we have the window team here in North America is very seasoned, um, very technical at the same time. So what we can do is we can help our fabricators and provide service, um, not only from a technical standpoint, um, but marketing support. So we become a real partner for the fabricators. And that is something unique, something that not everybody is providing at the same time. And that has helped us also to forge strong relationships with our fabricator network and has also helped us to add new fabricators to our team um, as we speak right now and moving forward as well. I think that's a needed approach too, especially with this new focus on, on, on energy efficiency. And, and, and as the performance demands get more, um, uh, do, you, do you agree with me that, that, that dealers are probably going to need more help from their suppliers uh, in, 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 hitting those, in hitting those targets going forward. Absolutely agreed. And it's, it's the communication at the same time, because you still have to explain an end consumer why they should care about a performance window. Mm. It's usually when you buy a new home, it's not on the list. You pick the hardwoods, you pick the kitchen doors, but you don't pick the window design. So that's something that it still requires quite a bit of explanation in the market. And that of course starts with us as we design the windows and goes through our fabricators into the dealers to the end consumer. So yes, we are very involved in that. And that's clearly an area where we support, as I mentioned here with marketing and communications, our dealer and fabricator networks in order to get that message to the end consumers. Te technically, I, I mean, I, I think we've answered the question about, about what the opportunity is here for Ray Howe as a performance manufacturer. But, but I mean, Te technically, what do you guys do to make a performance product? Why, 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 is, why is this thing going to be more energy efficient than, than a lot of the other stuff that's... Uh... Well, yeah, it's very good. So I'll give you one example here. Of course, there's ways to measure the Windows U values, etc. I don't have to explain that. However, it comes back to the material design. I'll give you one example here for our raw fibro material, which is quite interesting because a lot of the questions, of course, in performance windows, um, are around the glass. Glass has significantly improved over the years, but what has uh, changed with the base material? And there, of course, discussion about composite materials is happening all over the place. Rayo is a very interesting and unique composite material, which is what we call raw fibro. It's a fiber glass UPVC extrusion. And it provides you a, the ability to build a bigger window, 30% bigger than a UPVC window without having reinforcements, for example, in the frame well the sash. And that means 
more energy efficient window built larger at the same time, which comes via the innovation on the material side. And therefore, for example, what we're introducing by the end of the year to build out that line is for our aspect window system. It's our outswing casement, also a fiberglass UPVC raw fibro sash at the same time, which will provide also an upgrade for this system to bring it to a passive house level. And I think this is the area of how we can address the market to provide really something new that nobody else has. And that material specifically makes us unique because it essentially combines the best of PVC and fiberglass. Um, you can weld the window together so you save a significant amount of, on the labor as well, but you maintain the structural integrity of the window at the same time. And this is what our customers are looking for. They're looking for something new. They're not looking for the next um, 20 cents cheaper um, single hung window, but they want something to differentiate themselves. Forgive my ignorance. How involved had Rahal been with fiberglass prior to prior to this product? Uh, th those are pretty different processes. Extruding uh, uh, UPVC and fiberglass uh, uh, was that a challenge to to, to get uh, to that point? Absolutely, because when you look at fiberglass, it's usually pultruded. It's a completely different process than extrusion. So integrating this into a co-extrusion process um, was a big development. And Rayhau has spearheaded this, and up till now, we are the only ones that have mastered this process. Um, it's now in the market for about 10 years as well. Of course, 10 years in the window business, as we know, is not a long period of time. <laughs> but it's, it's been proven now. Of course, at the beginning, there was quite a bit of um, interest and questions for many customers. But after 10 years now in the market, mainly in Europe and also in North America, it's become a very successful program. And it clearly has provided something new again to the market that hasn't been there before. And that's what I think the industry is looking for innovation. Yeah, you said a mouthful there. I've, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of great products in the window industry that are very slow to be uptaken. People are extremely allergic to yeah. something that's scary and new and not what they're used to. So, I, well, and I guess on, on that topic, um, as you've alluded to, you know, there's a bit of a hill to climb here. It's not a bit of a hill. It's a it's a mountain to climb here uh, in North America as far as getting the market to accept uh, uh, performance products to to be demanding performance products and frankly to be paying extra for performance products. Um, it, it it the regulations and the codes are obviously going to drive that. I I think that's the that's the big change that's coming. Um, but uh, but what's your strategy for communicating? To the as far as you guys are directly involved in that, which I know you're kind of at one remove, but but what what, what I guess what, what would you suggest as a strategy for moving the North American market in that direction in, in terms of consumers and right at the grassroots level? Yeah. I think there's two aspects to this. I think the big impact will come via the architects and designers over the specifications, the large projects, because they clearly care about the energy efficiency of the buildings. Yes. So that will drive the overall trend and that's what we have been focusing on as well. And then on a consumer level, it's essentially the same information but packaged to a consumer to say, how much can you save essentially on your heating bills with your house? Why should you care and what are your benefits? And that's what our fabricators are communicating to um, the customers to essentially convince them or to make it a viable business case for them to spend the extra money for performance window um, instead of the a lower end product. A big topic for us as a company, and I think in general is sustainability. A lot of people are talking about it. Rayhau is very engaged on a sustainable um, side on a global basis. For us, energy efficiency is not just 
uh, a new product, but it's a part of the company, part of the philosophy of Ray House. So we are very much interested um, to provide um, that sustainability with, with our windows as well to the customers and do our part here for the environment. And that overall message, of course, with different facets, depending on the target group, um, has to be carried forward in the market. And frankly, I think, Patrick, it's going to take time in North America until the market changes. This is not going to happen overnight. But as an industry, I believe we should work constantly on this topic because in the end, it's the right thing to do for everybody. I think people, when I think when when people see and, and, and experience better windows and, and, and doors in their houses, um, that's when the light goes on. The problem is you've got the chicken or the egg problem, right? Of, of how, do you, <laughs> how do you get enough people experiencing the, 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 the quality improvement? Because it, 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 it makes your room a lot better. I mean, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's just, a, it's something that's difficult to communicate uh, via marketing all the time. The, um, let's talk, uh, well, I guess we better talk about the big topic, which is COVID um, and, uh, and uh, the, the, the impacts to the to the supply chain. Um, we've had uh, some some people have experienced worse. Some people have experienced better. What what is the what has the impact been with you guys? And uh, and 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 how do you see things going forward as far as uh, getting all your materials and product out there? Yeah, of course. I haven't talked to a single person that has not had an impact with COVID. So of course we had an impact as well. And there's really a few aspects to it. The first thing is um, overall demand that has gone up significantly since middle of the year. I think everybody in the industry has experienced that. That has, of course, put pressure on the supply chains. Um, thankfully, on our end, we have been able to supply our customers um, on time with minimal interruption. So that's good news. Mm -hmm. How have we been able to do that? It's the advantage of being a global company like Rehau, um, international raw material sourcing. So we have been able to maintain especially raw material supply on a very good level. Um, we have had many stories where competitors have not been able to do that. So that has helped that. However, what we do see, of course, is a significant price inflation across the board. And that is um, certainly a challenge for the industry. And that is reflected, of course, in, in overall cost that's rising. And that's not only on the raw material side only, but also on the logistics side. And logistically, um, while we can manage within North America quite well, um, a big impact has been the container traffic, of course, from Asia into the US, as well as from Europe into the US. Um, also, suddenly everybody will have some form of experience on that front as well. So that's quite a challenge to manage, as you can imagine at this point in time, um, because there we see clear bottlenecks. But in the end, I would call it as a resume for Rayhau and Rayhau's customers, we have weathered this quite well and we have set up our fabricators quite good to take advantage of the current high demand. How frightened are you of inflation? Uh, I, I, I've been writing about that a little bit in the magazines. Um, I see, frankly, scary conditions. The only, the only thing is we've seen it in the past and as long as they tamp down on the interest rates, it never seems to happen. But uh, I, I, what, what are you thinking? Yeah. A very complex question. So if you listen to the Fed, of course, they believe it's going to go up a little bit and it's going to level out end of the year again. Mm -hmm. The reality on a day-to-day -day basis, and we are pretty uh, wide diversified in various business fields, I can tell you, you see double-digit price increases everywhere. Right. So clearly the official, official message and what we are seeing in the industry doesn't really match. You just have to look at construction lumber, for example, and the spike there. Yeah. It's tremendous. 
So in the end, I think we will see end of the year how this all pans out, but we clearly see an increase in, in raw material prices across the board here. And that should be, reflect also in the inflation data, as you mentioned as well. We just have to look at the prices of new homes. They are going up every month. Yeah, I, 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 I just hope that I just hope that there's this bubble of demand that the pandemic has created, that, that it, it, it's going to drive prices for a while. Like this is what the Fed is obviously betting on. And, and, and that, but that once that clears, right, may, hopefully things, you know, the competition brings it back again. But I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a scary situation. You don't want to see structural inflation in a, in a situation like this, because that, that, that drives companies out of business. Anyway, sorry, that's a lot of economics talk, but I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of like that sort of stuff. Let's get back to Ray Howe. Um, tell me, looking into your crystal ball, what do you think Ray Howe is going to be delivering uh, as its most popular products in t 20 years from now? What, 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 what's, the, what's the vision of where windows and doors are going in North America? Yeah, I think in, I would fan out a little bit further and say, where do windows in general go in the market in the future? And I think, as we said before, and there will always be this cost-driven market. And there will be, um, let's call it smart, updated, energy-efficient building constructions where the window make a significant impact. And on our end, and we have shown some of the prototypes for this already, we are looking at integrating additional features into the windows, apart from being good energy insulation for the house and looking okay. But we are talking about privacy screen options, for example, where you can push off your button, you have an opaque glass versus a translucent glass. Um, we're talking about the smart tinting system. So if the sun hits the window, for example, um, tint goes up. So you have an energy insulation as well as um, your hardwoods aren't fading at the same time. Um, we have topics of um, automatic ventilation integrated into the frame, for example, where you don't have to open the window, but there's a self-regulation at the same time. And of course, all types of smart features where like burglar alarms and video monitoring. So you can do essentially a lot of different added on features into the windows to make it um, let's call it an actual integral part of your house instead of just something that fills now this opening. And that's where we are thinking the market will go. And there will be a segment of the market that's willing to pay for these features. And there will be always a segment of the market where it's not relevant. But from my perspective and from our perspective, this is something where Rehau can add value um, at the same time. And this is where we are focusing on to provide our fabricators, our customers additional features that differentiates them from just a standard window. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and it's it's your involvement for sure, because the, the the power supply for those things, the electronics for those things, the sensors for those things will all have to exist inside the frame uh, somehow. And that and the great challenge uh, for uh, for installers and the dealers at the ground level is installing this stuff correctly so that it works. So to the extent that you guys could develop something that is that is sort of very there and easy to do um, and, and doesn't break <laughs> is uh, pretty important, right? <laughs> That's absolutely right. So it has to be easy. It has to be uh, integrated as a, as a system. You're absolutely right. And then of course it has to come with the necessary UL certifications as well as after sale support. So there's quite a bit of added value that can be provided on that front. But in the end, I think it's going to make the difference between someone that says, I want a performance window and as we discussed before, and the energy savings is certainly one feature, but the other features are just listed here, privacy screen or automatic tinting. These are added values that will make a customer say, yes, I want that, or possibly I don't. 
Yeah. But that's what we are trying to do, right? We are trying to upgrade a window and make it more than just a piece of glass and a plastic frame. Well, I th I, th I think you're right. It's a, it, it's the trend, and 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 a lot of people agree with you. I was I was uh, doing a kitchen and bath show not long ago, and it's you can't even you can't even buy a shower faucet anymore without it having electronics in it. It's got Bluetooth. It's got you know they're 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 loading up everything with this Internet of Things technology. Right. But, Listen, Dr. Trader, th th thank you very much for the for, for, for the look ahead and the look at Ray Howe and, and the update on, on, on what you guys are doing. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I wish you well in the new challenge. Uh, and uh, and it sounds like uh, it sounds like you've got some uh, some exciting plans coming up. So uh, th thanks very much for joining me today. Patrick, thanks for having me. Pleasure to talk to you. Fenestration Conversation is a presentation of Fenestration Review Magazine and Annex Business Media. Music